0: Remember, I'm only six years into this, right? Now, I know six years might seem like a long time if you're only six months in, and it is a long time, but every year, things happen that I didn't know were going to happen, or I didn't expect were going to happen. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting: what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number 53. Keep keep it simple and small. I cannot speak today. Today for episode number 54, four lessons I learned from a frustrated client. So I had a client or I have a client who is taking a few months off to get some other life things in order before he comes back to the podcast. But this client and I have a very, very good relationship. And with this client, I have the opportunity to give them hard truths. And I have the opportunity to say, hey, I really think this is what's best for you. And you're making mistakes by not doing this, 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 and this, right? So I'm very blessed to have that relationship with that client because that's not the way every relationship is. But I've been working with them for long enough where I've started to take away lessons from their frustration, So obviously, I won't say obviously, but where I am as a podcaster with next level, you is probably different than where you are currently. And I probably have different problems than you have. And I probably have different wins than you have. And you have different wins than I have and different relationships with your listeners. So going to the lessons that I learned from a client, my thought process behind that is hopefully it'll be valuable to you because it's, potentially things that you're going through right now that I wouldn't know unless I knew you behind the scenes. That's really my intention with this episode. Now, I will tell you this as well. Everything I'm going to talk about, I've already talked to this client about directly and told them this, so I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm talking trash behind their back. Okay, so I have four things that really, really jumped off the page upon reflection after working with this client for the last year, or whatever it's been. Number one, when you chase two birds, you catch neither. What do I mean by that? And it's not just this client. I've seen this many, many, many times. Even going back to the previous episode, keep it simple and small. A lot of times, people are overcomplicating things and they're saying, okay, well, I'm going to do this and 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 I'm going to do this. And I expect to have results in all of those things at the same time. And I expect all of those things to work really well at the same time. The problem with that is, especially early on, your audience size is very small and you might have some really, really, really engaged, committed people. That's awesome. Loyal listeners. That's what we want. But you can't throw too many things out there at once because there's not enough people to consume it. So this client, there would always be five different things he was doing at the same time. And I would always say, we got to focus on one thing. We have to focus on one thing. Because if we don't focus on one thing, we're never going to bring something to reality and we're never going to get a result. And here's the other thing, too. If you, so this is, we'll say this is number two. Usually there's no one thing that's going to launch you. So this client would always say, no, this, once I launch this thing, this is what's going to happen. Once I launch this thing, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Once I do this thing, this is going to happen next. When in reality, that client needed to create something and make it real. It never became real. So they would put so much expectation into when I launch this thing, I'm going to get X results and everything's going to kind of fix itself. When in reality, it doesn't work that way. When you launch something, you get some sort of result and then we go back to the drawing board and figure out how do we improve that. A launch is just the beginning, I mean, launching a podcast is easy. It's not hard. Maintaining a podcast is challenging. Signing up to the gym is easy. Getting into a relationship is not nearly as challenging as maintaining a successful balanced positive relationship. It just starting something is not hard. Launching something is not hard. He wasn't worried about what happened what happened after the launch. And that that came back to bite him in the butt, right? An online course is great, but it's just the launch. You got to do something after that. So The understanding that usually it's not one thing that's going to make or break you. It's what you do with the things, the lessons that you learn from the things. How do you move forward from those things? Lesson three is kind of connected to those two. You need to balance time in order to make something real and then improve it. So making something real is saying, okay, I'm going to dedicate the next four weeks to recording this course. Then I'm not going to allow the first four weeks after I drop the course to dictate whether or not that course is successful. And I've seen this time and time again where somebody will do something, they won't get immediate results, and they'll say, oh, this doesn't work. Your podcast didn't work in the beginning either. You had to work at that. You had to work at everything. You need to balance time in order to make something, so create something, and then improve it after you've made it real. That might be the biggest lesson I've learned, not just from this client, but most. It's always like the next thing I do is going to be a thing. The next thing I do is going to be the thing. The next thing I do is going to be the thing. And I think the thought process behind that is just saying, well, the last thing wasn't the right thing. It didn't have anything to do with my expectations. And I think that's probably just misaligned. Uh, This is a really good, a really good segue for this. When we were 34 episodes in, we got a guest. Her name's Lori Harder. And she had given a TED Talk and she had a successful podcast and she was somewhat famous in our industry. I thought when we had her on, we were going to blow up and that was going to be the end of it. And that didn't happen. I needed to get that out of the way early because I... Later, I wasn't really thinking, okay, if we get this guest, we're going to blow up. If we get this guest, we're going to blow up. Once that episode was made real... I realized, oh, interesting. That's not the way this is going to work. But if I chased that big guest for years and years and years and years and years, eventually got that guest, dropped the episode, and it didn't work, I would assume something was broken. So the earlier you can get something out there, make it real, and get feedback, the better off you're probably going to be. And this is a big one. This is a really big one. Your relationship with sales may be hurting you. So again, Yes, a podcast is quote unquote free marketing. Yes, it's free value. Yes, you're, you know, you're talking into a camera and you're potentially offering your services. But at the end of the day, you're most likely gonna have to learn some version of sales. Whatever that means to you. It doesn't mean and now here's the thing. To some people, sales means taking advantage of people. To some people it means being sleazy. To other people it means effectively communicating a positive decision for someone. Your definition of sales, if it's positive, you're probably going to be just fine. If it's negative, you're probably going to have to work on that. Because this client, that was one of our conversations. He said, well, I don't even know how to sell this this course or my coaching. I don't really know how to sell any of that. And I said, well, that's where we're going to start. It's not necessarily that the course isn't sellable or it's not the fact that not enough people know about it. There is some level of sales that's going to have to happen most likely for you to be successful. Because again, most of us aren't going to be doing 30, 40, 50, 60, 100,000 downloads a month. I don't want to give you that impression. I would rather teach you what has worked for us. Because if you're getting 1,000 downloads a month, that's potentially not 1,000 people because people are probably listening to more than one episode. But let's just say it's 500 people that you have the opportunity to work with. I mean, that's 500 people. That's a lot of people. We just have to figure out who they are. That would probably be another one, like a bonus one, would be you have to be really hyper-focused on getting your listeners to self-identify. Because I think it's getting harder and harder, honestly, with social media, just because, I don't know, people are just, they seem to be more hesitant than... Before to share certain things again, we're in the self-improvement space. So obviously that's maybe a little bit different than you, but getting your listeners to self-identify is a challenge and you having those conversations with them is always going to be super valuable. So the earlier you start that and the more systematic you have an approach for that, the better off you're going to be in the long run. I always say I have a coaching call with clients right after this. And I'm literally going to ask them, I'm going to say, if you had to get 10 new clients today, who are the 10 people you'd reach out to? And I love doing that exercise because it tells you a lot about whether or not somebody is building a listener list. Some people have said, I have no idea. Other people say, no, I could probably give you 10. Interesting. Okay. Are we nurturing that relationship? Are we engaging with them? Right? We've, we've kind of gone down that rabbit hole before on, on this podcast, but it really is a very important piece of this because just because you're 200 episodes in and ju- maybe say you have 10,000 downloads, it doesn't mean you know who any of those people are unless you've intentionally kept a list of those people. And it's, it gets harder as you go, right? Cause there's more opportunity. If you have an email list, okay, we want to make sure we know all those people, Facebook group, Facebook, personal, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever, right? Website visitors. If you can figure out who's visiting your website, that's huge. So, The opportunity is based on how well you track down who's actually listening. And I know that might sound super simple, but you'd be surprised how many people aren't actually focused on that. I think many of us assume when we get to a certain amount of downloads, people are going to start reaching out, giving us money. That does happen to some people, just not the majority of us, right? We just booked a a fairly high ticket speech that, somebody reached out to us for well we did a free speech for them a couple years ago and they reached out cold and said hey we'd love to have you you know what's how much would it cost to get this but that's not the norm yet now again at some point it will be right but that's just because we have a lot of perception around the business and the brand and we've been doing this for a long time Hey I wanted to give my experience working with Kevin and the rest of the next level university team. It has been such a seamless relationship. He is so easy to work with Kevin and he gives you all the information you need but doesn't overwhelm you. He's also um, meets you where you're at. so whatever you want to do, he'll make it work. And it's just there's no stress, there's no drama. And everybody else that I've worked with has been patient with me because I am not technologically savvy. So they've been helpful and patient and just encouraging. And it's just been a fantastic experience. I highly, highly recommend working with them. What would be detrimental is if I taught you and I told you in this episode, that's exactly how it's going to work for you. Well, people are going to reach out and they're going to give you money and your clients are going to want to reach out. Sometimes that'll happen, sure but probably not as much as other people are telling you because a lot of people are ahead and they're just not realizing what it was like at the beginning, or maybe they're forgetting about it. I don't know, but I really, I want that point to land. I really want that point to land. One of the best uses of your time is creating a listener list and making sure you're diligent about it. Who are the people that have been on the podcast? What are the shows that you've been on? Who is commenting on social media? Who left you reviews on Apple on Spotify on, you know, whatever, all the platforms. Um, Facebook group, who's in Facebook group? Who's following you on Facebook personal? Who engages with your content there? Just going through that is always going to be super valuable because if you do decide you're going to do one-on-one coaching, if you do decide you're going to do group coaching, if you do decide you're going to do online courses, those are the people that you're going to want to reach out to. Yeah, you'll talk about it on the podcast, of course, but you're going to want to reach out to those people. Last thing I would say. This client and I, again, had a really good relationship, but there were certain things that he was just not willing to compromise on. And I'm all for it. I said that many times. I want you to win. I want you to do what's best for you, right? That's, that's my goal. I want you to do what's best for you. And one of those things was not necessarily being open to making shorter episodes, I'm not saying that's what he should do. I'm not saying that's what you should do. But I do think just testing things. And he did it at one point. He, he started testing it. And I think it was valuable. It's always valuable to test. But sometimes you've got to try stuff in the present that isn't really supposed to pay off in the present. Right? Maybe you try a five-minute episode and see how it does. Oh, interesting. It did really well. It got more listens and the consumption rate was higher than normal. Okay. What does that mean? Oh, maybe I'll try a two-hour episode. Let me see what happens there. Interesting. I didn't I got more downloads than I expected. Or I got less downloads than I expected. You know, testing out stuff with the titles, testing out stuff with guests, solo episodes, testing out stuff on social media. I think that would be the last point is don't get so concrete in what you're doing that you forget to be creative because that's probably the reason you started this. One of the reasons, all right? So don't be afraid to test different stuff on different platforms, on social, on thumbnails, whatever it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's a beneficial lesson for all of us because again you know 1400 episodes in sometimes I forget what it was like to be very creative in the beginning because there's just so much going on that I it's like okay what do I have to do today okay I've got to record three episodes I'm going to come up with two more okay you forget about the creative process and I think that can be a dangerous thing later so let me go through the points again because I know a lot of them kind of connected one when you chase two birds you catch neither focus on one thing Right after you remember we talked about I think we talked about this earlier. We talked about sustainability consistency improvement when you're doing the podcast consistently and you're improving the podcast as you go then you can add something else. Maybe it's an offer make sure you're giving the thing that you're doing the attention that it requires because if not you might you might end up getting a result that you don't want thinking that something is wrong with what you've done when you just didn't have the right expectations. Number two, you need to balance time in order to make something real and then improve it. It is very, very hard to get feedback on something that does not exist yet. And it's very, very hard to have accurate expectations when something ceases to exist. Number three, usually no one thing is going to launch you. Yeah, you'll get bumps from guests for sure. But usually, it's not what you expect. Yeah, you'll maybe you'll get people who sign up for something when you initially... Offer it, but it most likely isn't going to stay that way forever. There will be peaks and valleys of effort versus results for sure. Four, your relationship with sales may be hurting you. This was definitely something I struggled with early on. I hated sales. I literally (laughs) was—I was a personal trainer for I think six months. And when I signed up to be a personal trainer, I signed a contract that said I would stay there for a year, or I would pay a thousand-dollar penalty to leave early. I stayed for six months. And then I paid them $1,000 to quit the job because my relationship with sales because of the way they taught me was so negative. I hated sales. I thought sales was sleazy. Right? I've worked a lot on that. A lot of the work I've done has been on sales and understanding what that whole thing is and numbers and business and all that. So, your relationship with sales may be hurting you. If you think it's sleazy. If you don't know how to do it, if you don't want to do it, that's a completely different conversation. But just understanding that I think is going to be a very important thing. And then making sure you have a listener list, making sure you have opportunities for listeners to self-identify. That is a huge thing. That is a huge thing. And that's always going to be valuable because you're, as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, it's actually going to be harder and harder and harder to get more of those people right? If there's 50 people listening to your show right now, I really think about this. If there's 50 people listening to your show right now, it's far easier to track down those 50 people than it is to track down the 5,000 that are listening to your show each month, right? So it's actually easier to build the system in the beginning and then it gets harder as you go because there's more opportunity to lose people throughout the business. So that's another one. And then a bonus, bonus, bonus. This one just kind of came to me. And this is a through line, right? This, I had the same thing. Most of my clients have had this, the false time perspective of thinking a year is a long time. Now, yes, I understand doing 52 episodes is a commitment. I just did it. I very much understand it It was a challenge, but it really helped me to understand that I don't really expect a lot to come out of the first year right? I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that have 52 episodes, but if I do this again for another year, I'll have 104. There's not, there's far less shows that have 104. Then if I do it for another year, it'll be whatever, 52 times three, what, 154, right? 156, whatever it is. And there's far less shows that have that amount. And if I do it for another year, right? So a lot of people The reason they quit is because their time perspective is off. And if they just kept going, they would be successful eventually because they're doing a lot of the right things. They just need more time for things to actually become real. I really like the analogy of planting something and then watering it and watering it and watering it and watering it. And it grows, but it's slow. It's not overnight. It takes a long, long, long period of time. I think of the podcast, the business, anything that way. Where, yeah, I understand you're putting a lot of effort in, for sure. But that is the life cycle of how this works, right? There, I don't know. I don't know if I could explain it well. There's a there's a thought, or I guess a fundamental thing called the bow tie, where in the beginning, you're putting in level ten effort and you're getting level zero results. Then eventually, you put in nine effort and you get one, and then you put in eight and you get two, seven, three, six, four. Eventually, you put in a level five and you get a level five result out. This is the bow tie. When the bow tie flips, you put in a level four effort and you get a level six out. Then you put in a level three effort and you get a level seven result. Then two effort, eight, one, nine, zero, ten. That just takes years and years and years and years. Right there are some people that never have to work again. Like Taylor Swift is probably going to crush it for the rest of her life. She could just because she's at the place where 2 hours of her time can make her whatever it is, a million dollars. I don't know, it's probably more than that. But that wasn't it in the beginning, right? She's just on the other end of the bow tie. Or maybe you're putting in a level 10 and you're getting zero result. It doesn't mean you can't make it eventually. It's just whether or not you want to stick it out for as long as it takes to do that. That's a personal decision. But I see that all the time where it's like, you have a lot of opportunity. You're a good podcaster. You're a great interviewer. You're consistent on social media. You just got to do this long enough and you got to make sure you're focusing on the small improvements over time. And who knows what can happen in two years, three years, five years. Remember, I'm only six years into this right now. I know six years might seem like a long time if you're only six months in and it is a long time, but every year things happen that I didn't know were going to happen or I didn't expect were going to happen. Right? I didn't know we were going to book a, a very high paid speech this year. That came out of the blue. Awesome. But that was also from a free speech that we did two years ago that we just did for free. Actually, no, we didn't do it for free. We got paid for a virtual speech as well because somebody reached out. So you never know how what you're doing today can affect your future. That's what I'll end with. This went longer than I expected, but I'm glad it did because I get, I have a lot of interesting lessons and perspectives from clients because they'll see one thing, but I see something completely different. You know, they say, well, I, I did a, a monthly meetup where I went live in the Facebook group. And I only had four people join. It's like, that's awesome. That's four people. Make sure you write those names down on your listener list. And now you follow up with them and make sure you're building relationships. Awesome. That's four people who self-identified, right? That's four more than you had before. Awesome. I'm all for that. That's how it starts in the beginning right? We've had things where nobody showed up and it's awkward, but it's par for the course. It's the way it goes. All right. As always, I have to bounce, but if you are interested in a free podcast breakthrough session, just click the link in the show notes. We can jam on any of this stuff. We can jam on, you know, whether it's coaching and getting clients or growing figuring out who your audience is, how to get on other shows, whatever it is in the podcast realm, I might have some sort of an answer. I definitely don't know everything, but I do really well with questions. So when people come, I tell clients this all the time, when you come to me with questions, it usually allows me to understand what you know and what you don't, and then I can add value accordingly. So if you resonate with what we're talking about, if any of this broke something free for you, please click the link in the show notes for free. 30 minute podcast breakthrough session. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I messed up and I didn't come prepared. So that's on me. But, um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't want to say anything cause I don't know exactly what we're going to do. And I don't want to tease something I'm not going to do, but tune in next week. Same time, same place. There will be an episode. I don't know what it is yet, but my goal will be to make it a good one as always. Keep on crushing it. Keep on podcasting. I hope you all have an amazing day and an amazing week, end slash week ahead of you. And uh, if I can be of service, I am always just a message, an email, a DM away. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at NeverQuickKid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.